Welcome to the Habits and Hustle Podcast, a podcast that uncovers the rituals, unspoken habits, and mindsets of extraordinary people. A podcast powered by Habit Nest. Now here's your host, Jennifer Cohen. All right, so today on Habits and Hustle, we have another fellow fitness person, Phil Catchadal. Hey, now I got your name. You got it. I got your name. Uh, he wrote a book called Just Your Type, which is a health and fitness book, The Ultimate Guide to Eating and Training Right for Your Body. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this book because, number one, it had like very realistic expectations and goals. A lot of times now, especially with, well, you know, with fitness, everything is like very fatty and it's like the most extreme thing. Yeah, that's so true. And it's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I think um, Instagram has really, it's been great for our careers and professions, but it's also been terrible for the average people (laughs) because they see, they see these workouts or they see, you know, people that maybe got in the best shape for a photo shoot or a contest and they'll use that year round, but you can't sustain that. Or they're doing these crazy workouts and I do this workout and I do hit and I do that. And the average person tries for a week, they burn out or they try this crazy diet, they burn out and then they're, they lose their motivation. They think, well, that's for them. It's not for me. But it really is for everyone, it's finding your level. So that's that's exactly, I'm glad you got that out of the book. I did. Because a lot of people are like, oh, but you can read this book as a complete beginner or as an advanced level athlete and find what you need in it. Well, I'm gonna touch, just, I'm gonna talk about that in a second, but I wanted to just touch upon what you just said about social media. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good point because people do look at social media and they think, wow, that person's doing that. They're not even keep, they're not, they don't realize that usually when it's video, they're just doing that, fu- a lot of times that one movement, yeah. they're not like sustaining that for a long period of time. Yep. They're like, either they've been doing it for a very long time or they're not, a lot of times the form is off. Yeah, And absolutely. it's a really, sometimes it can be a way to get injured really easily. Totally. Unless you're not like following the people who really kind of know technical like mm-hmm. technique, form, and have like a background. Yeah. Because basically any bozo can go and do a squat yeah. and do it a little bit off. Mm-hmm. And then someone's following them. Yeah, and another thing, uh, a, a lot of these people, they look great and maybe what they're doing right. works 100%. for them, but then they're preaching it without any certification, without any background, anything. And just because it works for you, it doesn't work for everybody else. Also, right. some people's genetics, they got totally lucky. Maybe they're eating cheeseburgers and fries and look like that. I know people like that. So. Oh, 100%. I mean, these are it's, most of these people yeah. are fitness models mm-hmm. just because you said genetically they look a certain way. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's because they're doing something that's making them look that way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a very good point. I think it's, I, I always talk about that. I think it's really, really has to be on the person who got to take the ownership from themselves and be cognizant of who mm-hmm. and why they're following that person yeah, exactly. and what, what what kind and like do some background and research. I've had a lot yeah. of people I know who've been like seriously hurt from like following that or mm-hmm. like you were saying too that it feels like it's so unattainable. Yeah. And then they don't do anything because they're like, well, I'm never going to look like that. Exactly. So why even bother? Yeah. I admittedly I'm not the best at Instagram. I don't really Love it. I'm not a, I, I just missed that cusp age limit of where like it's was part of my life. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. being in my 30s, like all the people 10 years younger are just crushing it on social media. But I try and make mine at least be me. So I'll do uh, a workout with my kids or I'll have right. them on my back or I'll um, show a clean day of eating. And then, hey, guess what? Today I had cake and cheeseburgers. Like you can be normal. Uh, Disney Plus just came out. Yeah. So I have a video with me doing um, pull-ups with Danielle Fischel from Boy Meets World oh, on that. my back. That's a great so I try one, and make yeah. it like fun and then put in a tip and put in the thing. So like 
the same person as in real life me is Instagram me. Right. So right, these right. people aren't like, whoa, you're like you're a dick or you're totally different. They're like, oh, like I get it. Right. And then that way people aren't confused. I've met so many Instagram celebrities and. You know, a lot of them aren't, aren't what they seem. Uh, they're never. So. I mean, I would say 89% of the yeah, time they're so not. I mean, I meet them all the time. I want people to at least get that sense. Well, you know, it's funny. You think you're aged out of Instagram. I mean, that means I'm like a dinosaur on that freaking <laughs> thing because like you're only 30 years old or 31 years old. But there's a lot of pressure. Now there's also TikTok. Are you on TikTok? No, but my kids are. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And then I have to monitor because I'm like, I, th I thought I was oh. the tech dad. I thought I was cool. Yeah. I'm not cool. Oh, no. I'm no, already no. not cool. Oh, no, no. And then, <laughs> and then can you imagine how uncool I am? Yeah. My six-year-old found TikTok on my, knows what TikTok is, found yeah. TikTok on my phone. I'm like, how does a six-year-old yeah. know what TikTok is? Mm -hmm. They can go in the store, search it, do it. It's so They're crazy. lip syncing. I'm like, yeah. who, is you? Who's talking? What, who is this person? What is going on? I don't even get it, to be I, honest, but it's blowing up. No, nor do I. It's becoming yeah. like, you know what happened with Facebook, right? Yeah. Like when like your parents went on Facebook, no mm -hmm. one wanted to go on Facebook anymore. Yeah, that's right? why. No, we're not cool. Facebook, oh, dad, Facebook's you're not like, cool. It's completely obsolete like, yeah. for the kids now. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, now that's happening to Instagram a little bit, I find, because now people like my age are on Instagram yeah. and doing really well and yeah. or like very much like on their probably a good couple hours a day if you kind of accumulate the time. Yeah, it's true. So that means the younger generation is now like, fuck that, I'm going to TikTok. Mm -hmm. And it's going to keep on moving until... Some other app and some other... Yeah, right, another true. platform because people, you know, the, the yeah. young the youngsters don't want to be with yeah. the old people. I don't blame them. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be on it with my mom's on yeah, it. Don't like, look at me. Well, well, think about it. Like my mom's on Facebook, right? Yeah. So it's like when I saw that myself, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of a human nature psychological thing. Even me, I was yeah. like... My mom's on here, then like yeah, then I can't post. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's true, it's true. Well, anyway, so back to your book. Um, you did something in your book that I did actually. I, I wrote a lot about with my first book, No Gym Required, and that was body types. Mm -hmm. You did ectomorphs, endomorphs, mesomorphs. So mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about that because sure. um, we're obviously very in line with our, our how we kind of think about health or think about fitness. Because you're a big part of your book is about working out properly for the body type or Correct. like a hybrid of so yeah so kind of talk about that give us the i, I kind of said it a little bit but talk yeah. about the body types and so again whether it's instagram or reading the latest article a lot of people they'll find their idol whether it's uh, goop and gwyneth paltrow or some guy who's jacked michael hearn arnold schwarzenegger whatever it is good to have these idols or people you look up to uh fitness or aesthetically but if they look nothing like you, if they're a foot taller or they have totally different genetics or they have totally different bone structure, if you follow the thing that worked for them, why would you be surprised if it doesn't turn out the same way, right? There's this quote attributed to Einstein. I don't know if it's him, but he says, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll think it's stupid, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of the same one. thing. If you have a total different body type yeah. and you're trying this crazy detox, vegan, super whatever diet and doing a HIIT workout and doing a bar class and doing this, and you also have a nine to five job or you have kids or you have a life, like it's probably not gonna work out and you're gonna think I'll never make it. Where right, it's not realistic. if you work with your body type, you can get the abs, you can get the muscles, but you're starting at a different place. Some people, they have a predominantly like thicker bone structure or more body fat. Some people come with more muscle. Okay, so some have to do more cardio, some have to do more weight. So the book try and helps you figure out where am I at now? So how do I get to where I wanna go? As opposed to just saying, hey, this looks cool, I'm gonna do that, right. and then failing with no comprehension of why. So I really want people to understand the why, 
so they know how and what to do instead of just, hey, my friend did it, I'll do it with her, I'll do it with him. Right, so then basically you're saying that you think a lot of it has to do with the genetics mm-hmm. that, you, that, you're, that God gave you, yeah. right? And then basically creating a plan, a systematic plan that maximizes your assets. Absolutely. Okay, so then let's talk about the different body types yep. and what you give us like a, a very brief synopsis mm-hmm. of what people should do for each body type. Got it. So there's an ectomorph, which is uh, a leaner structure, kind of low in muscle and low in body fat. So when I was 14, I was five foot 11. I grew one inch in, I don't know what time span since then, six feet now, but four, uh, five foot 11 and like 140 pounds. And I was working out for years and years, working out with my brother, and we had totally different structures. He's a mesomorph, so I'll get into them. I'm an ectomorph, so long, lean, lanky. Mm -hmm. These people can eat cheeseburgers and fries and everything, and it just seems to not go anywhere. And at the same time, it's also hard to put on muscle. So kind of the grass is always greener. People are like, I wish I could look like you and get skinny, but I was busting my ass in the gym my Mm -hmm. whole teenagehood, my adult life, to get a fraction of the size and muscles my brother or other friends had who were working out and drinking this and eating that. And I was like, I'm dedicated. Why is this not happening? So I had to understand these body types. So ectomorphs are those people who just kind of look like lanky bean poles. And it doesn't matter how tall you are. You can be a shorter one. It just your bone structure, your thinness, Mm -hmm. you're predominantly looking skinny. We're also very narrow. Yeah, you're narrow. Your your, your bones are very small. Yeah, like you you have hips, right? Where it's kind of just like right in line with your shoulders. So some people have that pear shape, their hip bones actually come out. Some people have broad shoulders. You can change your muscle and your fat percentages. You can't change your bone structure. Absolutely not. So you have to work around that and you can't just shave it off. You can't just change where your bones are. It's not going to happen. So with the stay with the ectomorph. So mm-hmm. ectomorphs then should be doing a lot. They, they, when, once they start doing weight training, their muscles will pop because they have yeah. such little body fat. Exactly. So it's going to be visible a lot quicker, a lot more on the weight training and a lot less on the cardio. If you have a desire to do cardio, or if you want to have good heart health, do some uh, hit workouts, maybe once or twice a week, maybe some low intensity walking. But if you're jogging five plus miles a day and you already don't have body fat or muscle on you, you're sending hormonal signals to your body. Hey, I'm going to keep running. I want endurance and it's going to stay small. So Mm -hmm. it's not going to store fat. Okay, that's good. But it's also not going to build any muscle. So you're going to be skinny with no structure, Mm -hmm. with no form, with no shape. And a lot of people think, oh, I just have to run more or eat less and I'll have more abs. You actually have to lift more. If you're an ectomorph, you got to lift. Oh, That's absolutely. Really I, I agree. One of my, my, my best friend, who's actually here, she's like naturally super, super thin. She doesn't mm. believe. I, I mean, we have this argument <laughs> back and forth because people think we look exactly the same. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, I'm like, the, I'm like the heavier version of her, okay? Mm-hmm. Because she's like very narrow. And no matter, like, so she does a lot. So ever since she tra- transferred her weights from doing a lot of cardio, remember you're doing tons of cardio. Yeah. Now she only does mostly weights. Yeah. And she's like ripped. Yeah. I mean, like, it's unbelievable. Yep. But like me, I could do the same thing. Yeah. And it, why? Yeah. I mean, I, it, it would be totally it different. It doesn't come exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I just look thicker. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't do the same effect because I'm more of a mesomorph. Yes. So let's talk about what a mesomorph is. Yeah. So mesomorph for those people who just come a little more compact. Um, curvy in good ways, but just more muscular. If you're just standing there looking at yourself in the mirror, the predominant thought is, oh, that person's buff. 
So guy or girl, even if you're untrained, even if you haven't necessarily worked out or been a gym person, you just look sporty. You more just, athletic. I think not. You don't look buff. I yeah, think athletic. you look more athletic. Yeah, you yeah. look more buff, athletic. Buff, guys want to think buff. Buff scares women off. That's yeah, fair. No, no, I'll give I you that. Because I know. I know. I just know because I know I'm a mesomorph. Yeah. And I don't look buff. In fact, actually, I say with the mesomorph, that's the trickiest body type. Mm -hmm. I think. Maybe you disagree with me because, you know. You could, you have to be, I, I think that you can look either great yeah. or if you, if your diet's not really good and mm -hmm. on point, you can kind of look frumpy if you're not careful, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I think that happens to me. Like I have that fine line because mm -hmm. you have muscle on you yeah. and you have some curves. So it's like, you got to walk a fine line. Yeah. That's my opinion. No, no, I do. I tend to agree with that. Both. Uh, so I'm an ectomorph and then my three other siblings are, are pure mesomorph. Mesomorphs. My two sisters are very similar. They're like, we don't lift because we grow muscle so easily that they didn't want to be like stocky looking or they're like, yeah. people like, oh, are you a gymnast? And they're like, no, we're not gymnasts. <laughs> and like, it's funny because some people wish they looked like they did right, and right. they just came that way with like abs and arms and muscles. So they'll do more calisthenics, more plyometrics. So there's a lot of explosive stuff or lots of push-ups, go for jogs, things like that. What kind of thing? I would just um, say. Like jogging, more like more oh. cardio or hit or things like that. They don't lift weights much because they, they generally just pack on the muscle like they look so dense and tight which is fine if that's what you want but they don't like that aesthetic right 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 um, and then if they do that they're just like oh nothing fits so it is it is a a body type that's super responsive to what you want it to do right but if you do nothing to it like you said maybe like frumpy appearing or just like it's kind of like all right so what are we are we skinny are we big are we muscly right what are, what are we like you know another example and you know i use this i say this all the time like britney spears to me is a mesomorph because <laughs> britney spears like when she's on point like when her diet's on yeah and she's doing the right stuff she's like just her body is amazing yeah well uh, when she just came back with the the vegas show and yeah, all of that exactly and I was like, wow and that's that she's always looked that way she was never like a stick you would never look no, at her but she, was never, she looked she was super in shape super athletic. super athletic like like a stomach with abs but not like not like exactly scary like yeah she she looks amazing and that's her being on point she had a great trainer i think she was dating him too she still is i think all oh, right yeah um but yeah i think her diet though but what i was my, my i was going to say also that when for a little bit there for years you know she has like that junk food habit so mm. she'll like have mcdonald's a lot or have you know she'd eat like she'd yeah. eat like doritos and cheetos her body didn't look i mean she still had the frame for yeah. it but it wasn't as like taut as and like tight yeah or like as as good as when she was m much more cognizant yeah that's very true oh so that's why okay so and then the, the third one so the third one's the endomorph so that's the one that's uh, pretty much the most curvaceous of all. They have the best propensity for strength, um, explosiveness, power. So think mm. powerlifting, rugby players, football players. You'll think of them as being like thicker, mm -hmm. if you will, uh, or more curvy. So maybe bigger butts, bigger boobs on chicks, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people are just like, oh, no, that means like I'll always have this fat or anything. But you can totally work around it or you can embrace your body and have it. But you have a ton of ability to work with that because you have a ton of muscle on your frame. There's just also body fat. So whereas the ectomorph is one end of the scale that's like, hey, we got no muscle and no fat. Mesos in the middle and endos on the other end. Like, hey, you got a bunch of both. So in a good way, you have a ton to work with. You can kind of whittle that shape the easiest into what you want, but it takes the most work. So you have to be the most strict on your workouts, the most strict on your diet because it takes more work for something to show. If you have to lose more body fat, right. it's tougher 
than just an ectomorph, hey, if I gained five pounds of muscle and had 0% body fat before, right. it's gonna be, whoa, visible right away. So I think the ectomorph is actually the easiest one to work on because if, they Yeah, have, I guess if you want that aesthetic of looking lean. If you wanna look lean and toned and mm -hmm. fit because like your muscles, I think you build muscle easiest, I thought, I mean, in my opinion. As an ecto? As an ecto because if you build, when you build muscle, it pops because you have no, you have no, the reason why people have a six pack is because they have no body fat true. on their stomach. That's Very why they true. say abs are made in the kitchen, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's all diet. So true. So what I found in working with clients, I agree with you. It was easy for me, but I find a lot of ectomorphs don't like lifting weights and it's like hard to get them motivated okay. or they, they start like, oh, I'm so weak with the five pounds. Whereas right. I found with endomorphs, it takes more work, but they're already like, oh, I'm strong. Like I can lift 20s or this. So it's kind of like opposite ends. But that's but yeah, more if of you a do motivational get a, If thing. you get an ectomorph to do the work, then yes, it does come the quickest. Right. Totally agree. Because that's all like mindset, really. Yeah. That's not really about ability or the, the outcome. It's more yeah, about the like, mental. It's about the mental aspect. Because yeah. Well, yeah, if you find somebody who's like, I don't want to do it, then yeah, of course it's not yeah. going to work. But and if that you, could be any body type. It doesn't even It could be yeah. endomorph, ectomorph, yeah. endo, ecto, ecto, whatever yeah, all it is. Yeah, hybrids and. We, that's why um, I put a mental motivation chapter in the book is like, okay, let's set a realistic goal. And if people want to have an idol, okay, but let's set an idol or an aesthetic that's in your body type. Mm -hmm. Instead of being an endomorph with an ectomorph body type person, celebrity goal or fitness trainer goal, find someone who's like, oh, they have the best version of my body type and they can have the abs and the figure and everything, but they're still going to be a little curvier you're not gonna look like Kira Knightley if you don't come looking like Kira Knightley. Right, right? that's what so. I say. If you're like 5'2", and you are a mesomorph, then don't try to be Giselle. Yeah, yeah. it's not, not gonna, gonna happen. happen. And then and you, you can't grow nine inches and change your entire physiology. Right. I train a client who started week three, four weeks ago training with me. He has the best calves of any person I've ever looked at, mm -hmm. and they are not implants, they just came that way. And I'm like, I trained for 12 years, yeah. and I have nothing on those. Yeah. And also like this like, bubble button everyone's just like looking at the thing i don't care like about that so much but i'm like damn like i can squat 405 for reps and i got nothing on that guy right and so it's funny how things come that way oh trust me and I they just are how they are you can change them you can work out you can isolate you can do these things but it's going to be so much easier to work with what you already have than against nature I, I, that's exact. I, I completely agree with that philosophy. But a lot of times, I don't feel like people want to hear that, right? Because yeah. they want to glom on to whatever is mm -hmm. like the fad thing that they should do yeah. and be like, okay, if I just do that or look at that girl yeah. and whatever guy or whatever it is mm -hmm. on Instagram, like we were saying yeah. earlier, then that's what's going to happen. And so I'm like, true. genetics is like, it's like such a like, I'm such a like Debbie Downer, like, wah, wah, <laughs> you know, like no but one yeah. wants to hear that it could be right? genetics. The easiest thing is the hardest thing. Yeah, 100%. That's, the easiest thing is the hardest thing. Accepting this is who you are and what you must do. Oh, that means hard work and discipline and dedication. No, no, I want to do this like 15 minute of thing I saw in the in-flight magazine yeah, yeah, and yeah. then just do intermittent fasting and I wake up with abs, right? Absolutely. That's all, every, all day, everyone just asked me right now about intermittent fasting and keto. Yeah, and me I'm too. Like, Guys, A, just read the book. Right. But B, it's not magic. It's just A, a tool and a variety of tools that all work if you do them, right. find which one you're best at doing. So let's talk about that. So sure. let's talk about intermittent fasting and keto because like you, I get asked that question mm -hmm. all the time. And your your outlook on that is, is that, like it's just one thing you can be doing, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you do it? Um, intermittent fasting works for me, but when I say that statement, it's not because it's magic, it's because I have 
I pretty much go to bed at 11 p.m. every night. I'm up at five. I start work at six. I work 12 hours. I have three kids. I have a life. Mm -hmm. So it's a very easy structure for me to fit in two meals and a snack between like 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. And then in the morning, I'm training clients straight from 6 a.m. to 11. So I don't have time for breakfast anyways. So I'll have a coffee in the morning and I'll start my day. So for me, it works. But on the weekends, I don't do it. I have breakfast with my kids. My wife makes something. We'll do whatever. So I kind of do intermittent fasting five days on, two days off on the weekends. But because that works within my time schedule. Two or three or four years ago when I was working here or I was a consultant and I was in grad school, I would have much different meal times, but I was counting my macros, counting my calories. So mm-hmm. that's what matters. Are you burning more calories than you're taking in if you want to lose weight? Or are you taking in more calories if you want to gain weight? And then are those calories good ones from protein, for muscle, good carbs, good fats, things like that. So I try and educate my clients or people in the book about where's your food coming from? What do the numbers mean? And then what way do you want to play with the numbers? If you want to fast, cool. If you want to do keto, uh, I'm a little strict on that. I'm not a big proponent of keto, right. but we'll get into that. But Well, tell me why. Um, so aside from inconclusive data in terms of really there's no studies show that it's better than any other diet if you're in a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't going to do it right. They're like, cool, I can just eat a lot of fat and protein. So they're not, they're not going to worry about where it's coming from. I have two clients who have had kidney stones from it before training with me from doing um, keto. Wow. Because it ups your uric acid and creatine and it's, it's stressful on your kidney. Yeah. Are there ways to do it right? Yes. But most people won't put in the time and effort. They're not going to get blood tests every three months to see their levels. They're not going to pee on the stick to see. Most people actually aren't even in ketosis. They just have a low-carb diet and they're not low enough. So it's, it's actually very hard to do a keto diet right. Yeah. And if you're not doing it right, in my opinion, you're hangry. You're not getting results and you're risking your health without doing it right. If you're doing it right, I'll do it for six to eight weeks at a time with clients if they have like a photo shoot or a movie or a wedding. Like it's a tool for me, but it's not a lifestyle unless you have maybe cancer or diabetes or some condition. It's not a way to look good. I also think, you're, like you said, it's, you have to be so precise with some of these diets. Yeah. And unless you have that precision, it, it doesn't even like you don't even get the benefits. So like mm-hmm. what happens is I think a lot of times from my experience with people uh, that they try to do keto or they're doing keto, but really what they're doing is like the Atkins diet, which is like a very high fat, high protein Uh diet, low carbs, and they're not in ketosis at all. Because how many people are gonna take the stick and do all that stuff? Yeah, tough. It is tough. And the reality is it's not, unless you do something properly a lot of times, like why put that extra effort and stress in something? what I mean, what I mean is, why get stressed out about something like that when there's other ways to yeah. get to that finish line yeah, that are absolutely. Easy, that are easier for you and your lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, people don't even know what what keto is in terms of like how it works. And what it is is most of your brain runs on glucose, runs on sugar, mm-hmm. which comes from carbohydrates. But if you're not eating carbohydrates, our bodies are smart. They're like, hey, we have to live. So it starts this process, ketogenesis. It turns ketones and body fat and fat that you consume, dietary fat, into sugar through ketosis, through these ketones, and then puts that sugar back through your bloodstream, back through your brain so you can be a functioning human. Mm -hmm. But it will only do that if there are no carbs in your system. So like you said, if you're on a low carb diet, if you're eating 40 or 50 carbs a day, which you can get just through fruits and veggies, it doesn't matter if you're not eating pasta or grains or this, you're not in ketosis. 
So you're actually not eating the body fat. Your brain and body aren't converting to using fat for energy. So you're just in this limbo place where you're not even having the benefits of eating that fat, mm -hmm. but you have brain fog and you're tired. So it's just, can it work? Yeah, but I've seen most people who do it fail on it or it's worked short term and then they transition back. So mm -hmm. that's just, that's kind of how I use right. it. Right, short term, because like it's not a, you're saying it's not really a lifestyle. Yeah, it's I know people you who do it two, try. three years. I'm like, whoa. See, that's something like, I mean, at least I think like you were saying that like with intermittent fasting, it could work if your lifestyle mm -hmm. works for that. Yeah. And I mean, like there's also different windows. So you're doing, what's your window then? If you, if you go to I bed I do 11, uh, 16, 8. 16, so okay. So 16 fasted, eight hour window I eat. Okay, that's not, that's not that awful, awful, no, right? No, some people do 18, 6. I've seen 20 and 4. I don't know how I could ever that, do that. The 20 Ooh. and 4, there's a whole different diet. Yeah. I think that, what's the name of that diet? There's a name of it. I don't know. There's big people proponents of mono meals, which is just like one huge meal. And then there's the anabolic diet. There's, there's the no, thing, the there's so many derivatives. I don't know what the 24 is called. Uh, we, had, we had Gabby Reese on recently, and she was telling us about um, a friend of hers who does this 24, this yeah. 20 hour thing. It's like, I mean, and even I think even her and Laird, who's like a, you know, a, yeah. is like a machine. I don't even think he would do that diet. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, some, yeah. it's hard to do that. I don't know. The, the discipline I, it would take. What's the name of it, though? I'm kind of like I don't know. forgetting It's kind of bugging it. me, too. I know it's got something, but I couldn't tell um, you. Gosh, okay, well, it'll come to me. More from our guest, but first a few words from our sponsor. So anybody who knows me knows that I love to wear my gym clothes as much as possible. But of course, there are those times when I have to look like an adult and wear nice work clothes. And that's why I'm happy to tell you I found M.M. Lafleur. I went on M.M. Lafleur's website and found some really nice clothes. They're not just functional, but they're nice and comfortable. I got this black blazer that I can wear up and I can dress it down and these pants that had an adjustable hem. So if I'm wearing my running shoes one minute and I have to quickly change it to heels, I can wear the same pants. It's awesome. And I can machine wash the clothes, which is really helpful when you have two small kids who like come up to you with their grubby hands. And they also have free shipping and returns. So what's better than that? For a very short time, you can get 15% off your first purchase by going to mmlefleur.com slash hustle and use that promo code hustle. So for 15% off your first order, visit mmlefleur, that's m-m-l-a-f-l-e-u-r.com slash hustle and use that code hustle for that 15% off your first purchase. So do you find that with all the different body types in your book, do you think each body type has a different diet or? Yeah, okay. so I do, I, in the book I give a layout for here's how Monday to Sunday, like a full week of meal plans of diets, how to calculate your total daily energy expenditure, your base metabolic rate. Like I go through what we call metabolism math mm -hmm. to help you understand your body, what macros are. Okay, carbs and protein, one gram is four calories, but fat is nine. So it doesn't mean fat makes you fatter, but it does contain more calories, more energy, so you have to eat less, right? right? So kind of explain all these things, and then there is no exact way of like, this body type will do better at this, but we go through both anecdotal studies with my clients, as well as what the research suggests to, so okay, an so ectomorph, right? So yeah, give me a couple of You're burning of more calories, you have a higher um, metabolic rate usually, mm -hmm. and also, a lot of times they have something called NEAT, which is non-exercise active thermogenesis. So you got the tappers and you got the foot stompers. 
they can be burning up to 1500 calories a day through non-exercise activity. So those are the people that just sit still like restless leg syndrome, all of these different things. A lot of those people are ectomorphs because they have an overexcited adrenal system and, and wow. CNS. Their nervous system's like, no, 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 no. That was me as a kid. And I played drums. It made out, it, it would make perfect sense. So you could burn up to 1500 more yeah. calories. And I, I'll go on that. the record and say like, I am that annoying guy that eats hamburgers and french fries. I have cereal every day, I have a sandwich every day and I have a six pack. I give that diet to none of my clients because <laughs> I hate they you. would, yeah. yeah. But, I, but I know that, but I spent eight years trying to be a bodybuilder and I could not ever get big. I'm like, I'm an in-shape guy, I'm 205, but I wanted to be 250, I wanted to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you're ripped. I was eating six, seven, eight thousand calories, but I was working out, I was working 12 hour days, I had a fast metabolism. At the highest I ever got was 220. I had sleep apnea, my body hated me. My wife would make me sleep on the couch. Like wow. my body just couldn't handle that heaviness because I am an ectomorph. Right. It couldn't do that. I have a friend 250 with muscles, same height, and it, it suits him, it looks fine on him. So you just, you come how you come, you can maximize your body, you can optimize your body, but you can't not be you. Right, so then, okay, so the ectomorph should be, basically you're saying the ectomorph can basically eat whatever they want. It, they can get yes. away with more. I always recommend counting um, macros and like having a plan if you have fitness goals. But for them, like the five meal a day thing usually works the best because if you don't eat a lot, you're going to be hungry and you're going to be like sporadic. The, the brain fog or the distractions are going to be there. Mm -hmm. Whereas mesomorphs, I find they do really well on intermittent fasting. Um, Interesting. So I've been, I've been I've been wanting to try it, and I just yeah I should try it because great it's success be with good. a lot of clients. Research suggests that they're more, um, not quite as insulin resistant as endomorphs, but they handle carbohydrates pretty well. So with a lot of my clients, we do like a big carb meal before workouts. Mm -hmm. Then they have a really good like primed workout. We do a carb protein meal after the workout and then maybe another like protein fat healthy meal. And that's in like a six or eight hour window. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I'm good, I feel good. And endomorphs, pretty similar, but a little more strict on the carbs. They're the most prone to hold body mm -hmm. fat. So we, I do reduce, I never do full keto, but a little lower carb for endomorphs. So for an endomorph, lower carb, still inter, you, you lower suggest? Lower carbs and more cardio. Yeah. Again, not keto, I'm, I'm not a restrictor. If, no, if, no, no, but intermittent but, fasting. Yeah. You say intermittent you say fasting. You've, had, you've seen a lot of clients do well, endomorphs. Yes, correct. Do well with the intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. So did you see the movie, the documentary Game Changers? Uh, I did, yes. Okay, uh, what did you think? So here's the thing, um, I have a ton of vegan friends and I tried being vegan for quite a while. I am, I'm a huge fan of ethical veganism, like I think it's a beautiful notion to right. save animals and save the planets. The problem I had with the movie is that it's kind of propaganda-y in, in that not only does James Cameron and all these people have huge investments in plant-based stuff, and I do agree it is better for the planet and the animals, but from a scientific standpoint, a lot of the studies are doctored. There's this one thing where they show like, hey, they just had meals and we take it out of the meat eater and we take it the blood out of the vegan and look, this one's cloudy. But that's because it was high in fat and saturated fat. If they, if they let it rest in a fasted state or if the vegan had avocado, it would have been the same thing. Right. So they, they show it very one-sidedly. And, yeah. and so you it's can do it. It's biased, yeah, You can do it yeah. and you can be healthy and they have tons of friends and clients I work with who do. What I didn't like is it was like, this is objectively the best and it will do this. I have lots of clients who were vegan for years right. who I had say, hey, are you doing it for the animals? Okay, the, if, if you're doing it for the animals, I'll never say no, I'll help you do it better. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing it because 
banana girl on Instagram said it was <laughs> going to help you like fix your candida or whatever. So mm, let's look at that. Yeah. And I've had way more success stories of turning vegan or vegetarian people for health reasons onto protein, healthy veggies, lentils, rice, blah, blah, blah. Then I have the reverse. Yeah. I have had some in the reverse who were like, I'm going to go vegan. It's going to happen. Can you help me? Yes. But the movie itself made it so like this or die that I find the vegans love it, but I find it detracts from their message because it's not scientific. It's more propaganda. -y. Well, yeah, I find it's interesting how they pick a few athletes, right? Who right. were like world champions because they were vegan. Mm -hmm. But for every single one of their vegan athletes that were just the best of the world, I can give you a hundred thousand that also eat Absolutely. animal protein. And like right? would Arnold have been Arnold? If, if he, he had lived his whole life vegan. Well, that's the funny and also thing. he's open about the fact he took steroids since he was 16. So like, what about all the people that are natural, vegan, organic, but also juicing? I find that dichotomy right. hilarious. Well, because I think everyone is basically, everyone's a dichotomy, right? Yeah. You know, you're gonna, you can smoke a pack a day, but yeah. you are still going to the gym two and a half hours. Absolutely. And, you know, doing this and doing that. I mean, yeah, like I, you know, I didn't even think about that because when Arnold was, when Arnold was really Arnold, mm -hmm. right? Like the the best Mr. Yeah. Olympia, he was eating animal protein. Yeah. It's just now that he's seventy years old, he's he's now yeah, and because he's worried about his heart health, he's had two surgeries, right? And it makes sense. I think uh, I believe it's a Maya Angelou quote, but she said, "Do the best you can, and when you know better, do better." Right. So I kind of okay. believe in that. Like I think we do need to take away from being the people eating like ten steaks a day or only chicken breast. I'm all for plant based protein, all for these things, but preaching it as if it were like the one true religion is what bothers me because there are some people who can't do it or it does harm their health or it's not good for them or they're getting shamed for just hey look like everyone's got a cause right right i had cancer as a kid so i donate to make a wish foundation uh homelessness is a thing that's always been close to my heart because in montreal where it's so cold like people would die on the street i know you're canadian like me yeah <laughs> and so like those are things i care about but you yeah. can't do it all right so I appreciate my friends who love the animals and save the animals, but I see some people like, fuck humans, we've destroyed this planet, we should all die, all this. I'm like, okay, so are we all just supposed to give up on life? Like, I, I mean, I, yeah. It's so, it's a, like, I, I understand the message, but also like, we have to live our lives. We can't hate everything, everyone, and, and we just have to accept, let's do the best we can and not judge others who are maybe doing different or other good things Diff yeah different really i mean yeah and also like in the movie they had these people who were um these athletes these football players who were then like eating now vegan the, the one thing i will say again is when you have a when you have a professional chef making you meals yeah anything can taste delicious and yummy absolutely yeah and you get your proper macro yeah. micro you get your protein yep. Another I, I, an issue that I thought of when I was watching is that most people don't have a chef, no, and so or a trainer or, or a nutritionist or a trainer or a nutritionist who's monitoring their stuff. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like too much, like a lot, like a little information is harmful because yeah. people are like, okay, then I'll become vegan, yeah. and then what they'll do is they'll they'll overload on carbs, mm -hmm. fats, yep. not get enough protein because oh, they don't have so the proper, many. you know, nutrition dietary mm -hmm. information that's, you know, and then they'll have other health issues. Yep. So like, yeah, when you're a professional athlete or a world champion, you have a whole team of people working with you. Yeah. Damn right, you're going to be able to like, yeah, you, know, you can do anything properly. and you're getting blood tests to monitor, you're doing it healthy. Right. And that like you just summarized the elevator pitch, pitch of my book, Just Your Type, is how do you become your own trainer and nutritionist? And I wrote this book for Mass America 
because they don't have money to get a couple hundred buck an hour trainer, nutritionist, let alone if they have insurance to go say, hey, are my blood results okay? Are my hormones okay? So here's, hey, how do I figure out what type of body I have and what things I'm most likely to encounter, both on the pros and cons? Here are the strengths of my body. It makes you feel proud to be who you are. Here are the weaknesses. Oh, okay, maybe I need a little less carbs, a little more cardio. So when you know what you're working with, the element of the unknown, of the fear of the will this work is gone, it's, oh, this is gonna work, I just have to put in the time now. Whereas yeah. with these diets and these movies, it's all shock and awe, like, be scared into doing this or do this or else. And then people either just like, nah, I'm not even gonna start. Right. Or they try and it's so hard, they quit. They quit, exactly, because they feel defeated. Yeah. And then already. are we better off if we just have a bunch of people half doing everything? No. I tell my clients, if I could give you the 100% best workout and diet, but it was so hard, you could never do it, what good would that do? Right. I give you something that's 85, 90% good, but you can keep it as a lifestyle, consistency and frequency, that trumps everything. If you can do mostly good every day forever, that's way better than having a perfect day once a week and six shitty days. Yeah, I totally agree. You gotta be able to live it. 100%, but it's like the, I, I agree with you. Um, so what kind of working out stuff, so do you, do you base your workouts with your clients based on the body type they have? Yeah, so based on the body type and then also based on the goal. So um, I have one guy this year who's like a super Fortune 100 C-level executive guy. He's lost 60 pounds and he's battling what are genetic predispositions to a certain type of cancer. So basically he went into the doctor, he's like, hey, we can't guarantee anything but your best chance of being healthy, living long, and fighting off what may possibly become cancer is by doing these things. So he signed up with me two years ago, lost the weight, did this, his blood tests are amazing, he's off blood, wow. pressure, uh, blood pressure and cholesterol medicine, like we've changed his life. So that was working with his body type. He was an endomorph who had never trained and was just a workaholic traveling around the world and we're like, hey look, you, need, like, you have all the money, you have all the fame, what's gonna happen if you're, you die in five years? For what if you're not healthy, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. that was one version that I've had people I get ready for TV and they're pure ectomorphs and they're like, hey, in 12 weeks I have to be killing some guy on a show and I'm an assassin woman. Okay, so we have to totally like up her carbs, up her protein and take fat down. Whereas she was doing a diet that her friends like, hey, do this like- Who was that, do, I know, do we know them? Um, Sarah Shahi, she was uh, the L word, person of interest, City on a Hill on Showtime right now. She had twins, she looked amazing, but she's like, I have to look like a badass. And within like three months of having twins, she had a six pack. She was squatting, wow. like I was training her and Steve Howie, her husband, and they're like the most intense, super in shape, beautiful couple ever. It's like, you just watch them walk. Yeah. But, but she was just doing like body weight workouts right. and eating really clean but light. And I basically flipped that all over. I'm like, you need to lift weights and you need to eat carbs. And she's like, what? Right, and, and she's she an did ectomorph it. though, no, right? And like, yes, she, yeah. name your book, Strong uh, is the New Skinny, right? Yeah. That was her, she's like, I love feeling strong. Mm -hmm. She's like a beautiful, petite, little like Maxim girl type. And she's like, I'm still tiny, but she's like, I'm strong. Yeah. I could do pull-ups, I could squat, I could hold my babies. I got twins, I need one in each arm. So she loved it but she hadn't done that for you know the 30 years, 35 years right. of her life before that. See, I, like, I love that because I think it's so much of it's mental though, right? Like yeah. I think when you are physically fit, you feel, oh, when you feel fit or athletic, when you feel like you're strong, mm -hmm. you, you, you mentally feel more, you're yeah. more confident. Everything, you're confident, you're happier, you just get that extra little pep in your step because right. you're, you're not achy, you're not weak. 
You're not wondering if people are judging you. you know. it, it, not even about judging me. I think it's more about the fact that you, you, uh, and the, why it's called, why I even called the strongest new skinny was because I think it's good to have when people have a goal mm-hmm. that is attainable. Everyone can be strong, no matter yeah. who you are. You have a goal. Everyone can be strong, but not yeah. everybody can be skinny. So why yeah. start with a place where you yeah, can fail? I love that. I love that. You know, and that's you know, that's how how I feel. So. Um, Okay, we talked about all of that. Is there anything that, uh, oh yeah, I wanna go over some of your, do you have like three top exercises that everybody should do? Uh, yeah, I think squats are critical. Okay, king uh, of all. King of all exercises, a yeah. lot of people neglect them or they do them like super light. I'm gonna do 500 or half squats, like a full range of motion, Right. proper squat where you're doing it the right way. Highly suggest a YouTube video, like what people think they can squat, the vast majority of people cannot squat. They're just, right. they're doing it wrong. Right. Um, so doing that and working up with weights, if, if you're doing like 100 reps, if you're in a phase where you're trying to do that for some purpose, sure. But for the most part, I have my clients do 10 to 20 reps, weighted, strong. You're working your hip flexors, your glutes, your quads, your core, everything. If you're squatting, you're like, you're working out your whole body, right. even though it's leg focused. I hear ya. Uh, also a huge fan of, if you can do them pull-ups, I think pull-ups are badass for upper body. Um, it's funny how kind of like the four minute mile, like mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, they'll never break it. I remember just not even five years ago, like so many women were like, oh, well, guys do pull-ups. I have women friends that do 20 pull-ups, 25 pull-ups. Right. And like that once, once people started doing them and strong as the new skinny was out and like people were feeling good about like women being like strong or muscly and that it like empowered it. Like For it's sure. so fun to work with people who are like, oh, I can do these things or a Jesse Graff and American Ninja Warrior, like all of these amazing people I know. And it's so fun to just see it's practice, strength too. take the place of the aesthetic of like, smoking cigarettes and eating a can of tuna. Absolutely. It makes me so happy because I have two little girls and like the last thing I would want is the things that my sisters and friends and people grew up with in the 80s, 90s and these notions of, of what was beautiful or what was oh, yeah. womanly. Like it's, we've come so far, we have a lot to go, but I'm super happy that fitness, as much as it will always be aesthetic and sexy, is also very accepted now as being functional, mental health, like working out to not be depressed for anxiety. For half of my clients, I'd say I'm their therapist in terms of they just come and tell me shit mm. and work out and they're like, this is this this checks all my boxes. Yeah. And I love to be that. And then also it helps me share with them. Well, yeah, I also think that, yeah, I think for a lot of times, even with me, I, I now I'm just a lot of times I'm working out not for my physical, you know, aesthetic is more for my mental yeah, clarity, de-stress or whatever. You know, because it clears your mind and it makes you more energetic. It makes you more productive. Yeah. Um, what do you tell? Well, you how do you how do you answer when people say like, "I'm not motivated"? How do I get motivated? Even start? What do you? Yeah, I mean that that is a big one. Usually, I just tell people that look, I'm going to hold your hand for two weeks. I will check in. I will email. I will text. I will call. I need you to show up. And if they don't show up, then. I'll, like, I'll do what it takes because I know that if I can get people in for two weeks, then they're good. And studies show that it's about two weeks to make it happen, but I find that with clients. Like, if they can endure the first two weeks where they're like sore or unmotivated or they feel scared, mm-hmm. after that, they start to, their body progresses, everything starts to happen. So I really, I try and make them understand that they're accountable. Like, you have to show up, you have to do the work. Or sometimes like, hey, I'm running late, I'll only have 40 minutes tomorrow. I have 30 minutes tomorrow. Okay, show up. Like make the habit of showing up, even if you don't have the hundred percent time. Well, showing up is the hardest part of all of yeah. it, right? Um, but how do you tell people when they're like listening to this or at home and mm-hmm. they want to start something they haven't, like, and they're just not motivated? How do if they don't have you holding their hand for two weeks? Yeah. 
Okay, what does the regular uh, person Joe do? So I'm a huge fan of visualization okay. and I have the, this chapter in the book explaining it about creating a visual goal and running towards what you want instead of running away from what you don't want. So if someone comes to me and they say, I just, I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be tired any day. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be I'm like, okay, cool. Well, we've eliminated what you don't want to be, but there's literally an infinite amount of possibilities of what you could be. So I kind of think of negative goals aren't even goals. Not wanting something is not wanting something, right? So I make them think, what do you want? Like picture that body type you want or picture looking this way on your wedding day or picture looking this way. So I make them create a goal and like run towards it. This is what you want. What's it going to feel like when you get there? Okay, then I'll outline this is what it's going to take and take away the fear of the unknown. Like this is what you want. This is how to get there. I promise I'll do my part. Like you, you can do this. You follow the steps in the book. If you're at home, if you're listening right now, if you do these things, it will work. You will get there. And then ultimately that motivation is like, if you can see it and you really want it and the steps are there, then it's totally on you if you're going to do it or not. But I think giving someone a plan and a goal makes it a lot more attainable because they're not, they have a plan. Yeah. They, they know what to do. I can't do it for you, but they have no excuse of not knowing what to do. And they can picture it. It's so, big for me. Okay, what do you do? What are your daily habits? It's called habits and hustle. So, like, what <laughs> yeah. do you what do you do daily to kind of keep you on point? We know um, your step. You get up. You go to bed at eleven. We yeah. got that. So you wake I, up. I try to go to bed. At 11. I, admittedly, I am not as good sleeper as I preach because I'm so busy right now. But I'm kind of taking that on me because I'm in a phase where the book and the kids and life and work and like I know I can't do it forever, but I'm maximizing my time right now. Um, so I'll wake up at five. And then um, kiss my wife, say I love you. We have this cute thing where I ask her if she'll marry me every day so I never forget. And I go check on my kids who are sound asleep. Um, go to work for six. And then I work usually 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. Some days straight, no breaks, 12 clients in a row. Wow. Um, some days I get one hour here. I, when people call and cancel if they're running late or sick, like, oh, I'm so sorry, are you okay? And I do mean that, but also I'm like, thank God, right, right. I had a break. <laughs> I can eat lunch, not standing up. Wow. Um, and then I'll get home at six, family dinner, hang out. Um, usually I'll try and fit in one of my workouts if someone cancels in the day, or I have one or two clients who actually like to work out with me. And then that's, it's kind of fun for them. And also I'm like, oh, cool. Like I have motivation because otherwise I'll just forget it. Like, do you charge them even though they're working out with you I to do get your workout? I'll only do it if it's their choice. <laughs> yeah. Like people will ask me to do it. Yeah. Then I will. So I have two clients like that. I was just that. teasing you anyway. No, no, but it's true because yeah. if not, I would feel bad. I'm like, cool, I'm, you're paying me to work out. That's great. Um, <laughs> sounds like a good, it sounds like so a great a business day. model. Yeah. It's yeah. a long day. I get back. Um, right now I'm kind of purposefully taking a break. Just finished the book, finished some other media stuff. And I'm like, okay. I need to decompress and not be a workaholic. So do family stuff at night, go to bed at like 11. I'll finish online plans, website, social media. So it sounds like you, you work a lot and you yeah. work out not that much unless you have someone canceling. Basically, I mean. So what habits are there? I don't really hear much habit there. I, the, my habit right now is more about like balance and keeping up. My diet is very clean. Okay. Um, other than like kid stuff on the weekends. But I, I built my body and career for 12 years. And it's a lot easier to maintain something than what? it is to create something. Absolutely. Also, if I were a step counter training 12 people a day, my average is about 28,000 steps. So that's Wait. like close to 20 miles of walking every day. Well, you're never sitting. You're never constantly sitting. in motion. And I, have, I train some pretty strong people. So I'm putting on one, two, three, four hundred pounds on a bar, off a bar, lifting the bar, showing a demo rep. 
So I'm probably getting in more than a full workout every day, just showing 12 clients what to do. Yeah. Sometimes kidding. I'll plank with them like, you can do it. You can do it. I try so and be active. So, at, you know, my average day is probably three times more active than a person who's doing an hour workout anyways. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I do try and fit it in. But yeah, I don't have a fit, I don't have a competition or a photo shoot. So if I do, if I have a goal, then I'll make a plan around that. Right now, my personal plan is just maximizing my clients, my career, and having time for my family while my kids are little. But your workout really consists of like weight training, right? I love weight training. I rock climb every week also. Huge activity. I bring my kids, my family. We rock climb every um, Saturday or Sunday. Oh, beautiful. And that's huge. Like three, four hours, your body, everything hurts. I love rock. I think you're right. I love Um, it. It's like such a great full body exercise. I highly recommend it. Super fun. And if you're scared at first, like do bouldering, you fall on the mat. Mm. Um, I bring, I probably brought about 10 of my clients at this point. Three have signed up for memberships. We bring our kids. It's super fun. It is super fun. Um, I love the assault bike or other like hit training because I do have very little time. Right. I try and do like 15, 20 minutes, super intense cardio, Um, pull-ups, push-ups. I do body weight every day. If I don't have time to like get a lift in, I'll do like, oh, every time I pass the chin-up bar, I'll do like 10 reps or something. Like I make fun ways to keep it up, but I still probably get in like three weightlifting sessions a week, which is you know what most clients do anyways so do you do splits how do you do it i do splits um i like to do upper body so i'll do like chest back day leg shoulder day and then arms abs day okay and then if i have a bonus day i'll do plyometric i really like jumpy stuff yeah ice skaters push-ups with uh clap or like pull-ups muscle-ups things like that right um box jumps right now i'm trying to see how high i can get my vertical right so see now you can tell me i'm a tra- you know yeah a so, no, I, I always here. try and keep it fun yeah. but i do admit the, the hardest part about being so busy being like a dad and family guy and work and the book and like i'll have all this stuff going on. it's like oh man like i don't have time left for me so right. i'm trying to fit those workouts and fun in so i don't fall off right do you believe in supplements? Like, do you take any supplements? Is there anything you kind of um, swear by? Or I do and I don't in the fact that some of them work, but 90, 90% of them are expensive pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of them do nothing. Some of that, like protein, it's not magic, but I don't want to eat chicken breast or eggs or things all day. So I have a whey protein and a plant-based protein. Right. And I'll have a shake every day just because sometimes I don't have time to eat or I don't want to or things like that. So protein's a supplement. Um, vitamins, I do get my blood checked regularly just to make sure health is good and also because I had cancer. So if I see any vitamin deficiencies, I'll take that specific vitamin or, or zinc or magnesium because athletes are depleted instead of taking a multivitamin um, because most studies show they do nothing. And also I eat so like whole foods based that I'm getting everything in. Um, I do take creatine and like pre-workouts if I'm having a day where I'm like so unmotivated. I'm like, I got to lift, but I'm tired and all this stuff. Right, so, right. Um, I don't think they're a staple. I don't think they're necessary, but they, I, what I tell people is if you're doing everything right and everything's already great, they'll give you that last 5%. Mm-hmm. But if you're taking them to make you get somewhere, it's pointless. Right. It's like taking a fat burner. If you have to lose 50 pounds, not going to do anything. Right. If you've lost 45 and you need the last five, sure. Let's do it safely. I'll help you out. Yeah. But, but doing it, the word is supplement. It's not foundation. Yeah. It will help you if everything else is good but it shouldn't be the basis of what you're doing. Yeah, I like that. I think I agree with you. Um, I, can't, I was gonna say, I was gonna bring this up earlier. I didn't wanna interrupt you, but <laughs> you had cancer when you were, how old were you? Uh, I was three when I had leukemia when I was diagnosed wow. and I had it till I was eight. Wow. Yeah, so. And now you're obviously healthier than ever. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of what set my whole family's mindset around health and everything. Right. It's like, 
we were a healthy family and we ate super clean and like grew up in foresty lakey Canada and clean air and everything and some you know bad bad luck just yeah. there wasn't a history in my family something happened who knows what and I think after that my whole family was like oh wow like life is crazy unpredictable it's crazy fragile I could be healthy one day and then like bald kid in kindergarten dying the next wow and so sad. we just like you know it could still happen we were super my father passed away when I was 12 from a totally different cancer and he was like Mr. Montreal bodybuilder runner healthy totally wow. natural everything and just he was actually so healthy he'd had cancer for two years and didn't know because his body was fighting it and then he went in they're like you have stage four brain cancer like and he just didn't know because he thought he was like a man's man he's wow. just like oh i had a headache or what you know so it was like very quick so when he found from the day he found out how long did he live for they gave him three weeks but he is a badass and he said i'm gonna make it one year for every kid's last birthday and he made all four and died the day after my sister's birthday wow yeah, are so you serious that's a oh. testament to sheer willpower that's unbelievable. But all, all that to say like we did everything right and you still don't know but the best chance like why would you take a chance i tell my clients like you never know life's short that's why like i do the kid stuff for the cheesy things we talked about in this podcast because like you have no idea we didn't know that was going to happen right we didn't know the school shooting in santa clarita like life is you want to look good and have all these plans but at the end of the day you're not in control of anything so yeah. like if you're not happy you're doing it wrong yeah i think that's a good way to end it because i that's it's all true. I mean, there's only so much of, vanity can only get you so far, yeah. right? Like it's you have fun to enjoy to be your, strong. It's fun to look good, but that's not life. That's accessory. It, it, exactly. I'm going to say it's an accessory, or it's a piece of life. It shouldn't yeah. be your entire life. So absolutely. Um, it was really great to have you on. Hey, it's and, so great being here. And it was, and your, and the book is called Just Your Type, and Phil Cadoodle. I said your name correctly. Where do people find you if they want to hear more about yeah, you, your um, story, your my, book? My social media, everything is trained by Phil. So pretty easy, trainedbyphil.com, trained by Phil Instagram, trained by Phil whatever. I guess I got lucky there were no other Phils in the space <laughs> at the time. Uh, yeah, you could look my name up, but you probably will spell it wrong. So trained by Phil, and then you can find me on the Google. Um, on the Google? wherever you are, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. And I do respond. I'm, I'm not good at posting, but I'm good at communicating. And I like, and I do online clients. I do everything. So I like working with people. So I love it. I want to work out with you now. Yeah, you can come anytime. I'm trust 10 me. minutes down the road. We're, we're going to schedule right after we Let's. finish this. Uh, okay, guys, thank you so much, Phil. Ooh, thank you. Um, Appreciate it, it was a pleasure. Another fellow Canadian. So likewise, you know, thank you. Pretty good, eh? Yeah, eh? <laughs> we have to get that in, right? Ouais, très bien. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now he's a French Canadian. He lost me already, but bye guys. <laughs> bye. Habits and hustle, time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind, don't stop, keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out, hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries, tune in, you can get to know them. Be inspired, this is your moment. Excuses, we ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle Podcast, powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, 
Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's going to push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the Podcast Princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.